Some more analogies about the end of the brewer season here. Here's one. It's a puppy in the window. You take pictures, send to your whole family, you walk inside, and someone else walks out with your puppy. You lock eyes with the puppy as the dude walks away with him, and R.E.M. plays in the background. Uh, Why would they have this on at the puppy store? Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. No. <laughs> oh, gosh. He's bringing it back. R.E.M. Oh. Well, that'll about do it, folks. <laughs> that's about basically what you said. It had a little bit of euchre in it, right? Well, that's the Brewer Show for today, yeah. for this season. There is a sense of similarity, right? Like that we've been here before, not just yesterday, but I mean in years past. What did Brandon have the postseason record in the last several years? Was one and something? Yeah. Yeah. That ain't too good. So we've been asking the question today. Actually, let's let's do this. Because we were talking about how you know how we're gonna engage with you on your thoughts on the brewers today, whether it be the text line or uh calling in. Old National Bank talking text line. If you want to give us a call. Or send us a text is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. 855-616-1620. We're talking about how how would we engage with you on how you're feeling about the Brewers and what and what happened and was this season a success? Maybe that was the question we were going to ask. Instead, you're off on something. Tausch picked up on it right away. So I said it's like, say you're having a nice dinner and you know at the end of the dinner you're going to have this awesome killer cake. Your favorite kind of cake. Whether it's the flavor you like, whether it's the ice cream cake, whatever it is, you know that you're going to have it and you cannot wait. So what Eric's doing here is he's creating an analogy. Yes. So this is like what? So I eat my nice meal. Can't wait for that cake. The cake gets set down. It's right in front of you. Nice big hunk of cake. Keeping over the dish. Okay. Right? Grab your fork. Blink. All of a sudden... The cake is gone. Someone's taken the cake from you? The plate is still there. The cake is gone. Maybe there's a little bit of remnants. Like maybe you can like run your finger in the melted part of it that's still there and then get a little taste. Guy next to you took the cake. He's like, I thought this was my cake. And he's wearing a diamondback shirt. No, (laughs) but the cake is gone. And you got no taste. You got no full bite. You got no full bite of the cake. Mm. You got no taste. You You couldn't wait to taste it. You couldn't wait to savor it. You couldn't wait to maybe enjoy a glass, a cocktail with that cake, anything, and it's gone. All right. So I, I will see your cake analogy, and, and I'll frame it this way. For me, it's you enjoyed a lot of the cake. You've been eating the cake, and you've really been okay. liking it. This is a good cake. And you're getting, have you ever done that where you get like to the end of the cake and then realize that you've eaten it faster than you thought, and you yeah. thought you had a few more bites left? You look away, and then maybe the waiter has then taken the cake prematurely oh. it's like i had three bites of cake left and then you look down and oh, wait what happened to no me? see did you you got up to go to the bathroom guy came by and wife says no he's done go ahead the difference though is that october is more than three bites long october is a long delicious savory cake that you sit and take your time eating and enjoying you know you might have some coffee or something with it 
right? And you know that the waiter's okay. not rushing you. That's what you were How supposed to have. How about there was a have. whole a whole one of those you know, dessert trays, and it's in the middle of the table, and it's sort of, you know, pass, pass the tray around, and there were a number of treats still left on the tray, but there again, you got up to go to the bathroom. You've had several treats. Yeah. You've enjoyed okay. them. Okay. You got up, you assumed you'd come back, get another cup of coffee, and boy, that brownie was good. I'll have another one of those, and maybe that little lemon bar sliver, I'll try one of those too. But they have since come back and cleared that. Okay. Now, yeah, I, I see where you're going with that. I can appreciate that. How about this one? This is from Lori texting this in on the old National Bank talking text line. It's like eating a delicious, juicy apple, and after many bites, there's a worm. It's all okay. It was a fun season, great time watching with my parents. So when I see this worm, by the way, it's still alive, and I put him back in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then we're allowing this worm to continue to burrow. You've, you've been enjoying the apple, and you get, oh. Okay, uh, that's a good one. For the love of God, stop talking about cake. It's 8.15 in the morning. <laughs> How about an ice cream cake that melts away in front of you? Yeah. See, I See, still think we've, we've been eating on the cake. That kind of is closer to my analogy, too. Like, you've been enjoying the ice cream cake, or pretty soon it's all melted. Of course, you can still lick so, up the remnants. See, it's more of a quick. It's a quick gone. It yeah. was gone before it even started. We lost it before it even started. It's different when it's, you want to go with the melted cake analogy. That's more like what happened in Chicago, right? They were expecting a big cake. They couldn't wait. And then it just kind of melted in front of them before they made it to the postseason. Okay. Bill from Greenfield, is it just me or does it feel like the same old, same old when we get to the postseason? Yeah. I mean, and even at that, you made the point that we watched the same game two nights in a row. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Second verse, same as the first. Uh, and by the way, don't forget too, uh, there will be changes. Yeah, the plate that. will be different next year. The soup, if you will, that's the Craig Council reference. The soup will be different next year. Forget about all this cake. Replace the cake with a nice cold case of Miller beer. Okay, you can stretch think, the analogy that yeah, way. Sure, yeah. You and then that's down, gone. You've, you've you've had a couple, but you brought a six pack, and your buddies <laughs> dipped in. Now you're like, hey, are there no more beers? Oh man, I was, and it's nine oh seven a.m. Eight five eight five five six one six one six twenty on the old National Bank. Talking text line. Kurt with us live on the north side. Morning, Kurt. Morning, guys. Pretty sad day, but it's uh, kind of a, kind of expected. Yeah, sadly. My if... analogy is it's like being it's like being left at the altar. Oh Ooh. man, and everybody's there too, <laughs> right? Right. Bride's family, groom's family, everybody's there. Here we go, big event. Everybody shows up. And we can't we can't use our playoff tickets. We can't buy the T-shirt. Oh, what man. a letdown! <laughs> hey, so are you in on this curse thing? We, we're getting a lot of texts about people saying that we're cursed. I guess our question is, what are we cursed by? Who who is cursing us that we can't win? We are cursed by a manager who puts in a, a designated hitter that bats one ninety nine, is having a shitty season. Excuse <laughs> me. Hey, dump it, dump, dump it, dump it. All right, can't say that word. <laughs> I think the anger Kurt. came out there at the it end. It wasn't his fault, man. <laughs> we, you charged him up. And by <laughs> yeah, Kurt, Kurt puts in this guy. Oh, we got some words we weren't expecting to hear there. I, I don't know. The uh, Okay, you know what? Pancake, did you get that one? We, did we get yeah, that I got done? him. Well right. done. And well Kurt, done, you're buddy. done. Just, Not coming back on this show, buddy. Hey, what and, and what had happened right there is uh, Greg Pancake Hill, who's the producer of the program, did his most important thing that he can do. Didn't let the S word on the. On the Brewer the season is kind of like when you trust a phone caller to go on your radio show and think they're going to be a normal person and then they curse on the radio. I don't think oh, he meant man. to, though, either, man. No, he I just, get it. I'm he just, just got charged up. 
<laughs> well, you know what, though? He, he was uh, critical of Craig Council. Well, hey, Council yeah. era is looking like it may be over. We'll find out here in the next couple of weeks. So if that's what you were looking for, that looks like that may happen. On the old National Bank Talk and Text Land, not a big fan of the cake analogy. It seems like it was it's handed to us. The Brewers fought really hard just to make it to the playoffs. I would say it's like you worked really hard to perfect a cake recipe hmm. and then place last in the cake competition. <laughs> okay. And didn't even get to make the final three. I guess. Delicious cake and you only got one bite. A lot of folks like the cake analogy. Good job, E. I can give you another analogy. Here's one. So when I was in high school, I think we were doing some kind of tech work for like the, the musical that was taking place. And it was a Saturday and the teacher and the uh, the helpers came around. They said, hey, okay, everybody, need your lunch order. We're going to run to McDonald's. And I could not wait. I was so excited. Yeah, McDonald's didn't happen every day when you're 16 no. years old. So I got my two hamburger meal, my fries, and I could not wait. And then they brought it in, and they have all the bags, and you could smell it, and you couldn't wait. You could, like, taste the fries and the smell, right? Yeah, here it comes. Everyone kind of goes, oh, Erica, I don't see your order in here. Did not no get bag. my order. No bag for Eric. Somehow my order did not make it. So there I was without my number seven. <laughs> See? Right? And you couldn't wait. You couldn't wait for October. And now it's gone before it started. 823 on Wisconsin's Morning News. 827 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Couple more that you like there, E. Some more analogies about the end of the brewer season here. Here's one. It's a puppy in the window. You take pictures, sent to your whole family, you walk inside, and someone else walks out with your puppy. You lock eyes with the puppy as the dude walks away with him <laughs> and REM plays oh. in the background. Uh. <laughs> Why would they have this on at the puppy store? The song wouldn't even be on. <laughs> Here's a good one, especially since the hearing is today. It's like not having a stadium tax anymore than finding out they're bringing it right back. No. <laughs> it's like Aaron Rodgers' season as a Jet. Oh, that's a good oh. one. Boy, talk about everybody being there. That's a really good yeah. one. That's a good analogy. It's a shiny new toy that falls apart. Or it's savory cake that you couldn't wait to have. Sweet, I mean. Sweet, delicious cake. For me still, and I... Man, I hate being an apologist for mediocrity. You know... Good enough is good enough, and at some point, good enough just ain't good enough anymore. I do want to win a championship. I do want to go deep into these playoffs and all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But if you ask the question, was the season a success, was building to something. We missed the playoffs last year. We were lousy in the mid part of the season. Found something there with this group of super young players, made the postseason. Two games didn't turn out how we wanted them. You know what really bothers me, and just because I'm such a fan of his, is Matt Arnold, who came on every week, and he even said it. He said it multiple times throughout the year. Hey, we're not just trying to get in. Yeah. It's not about getting in. It's about making a run. I think Matt's my favorite brewer. (laughs) Right? He is. He's phenomenal. Do you have, how did you wrap things up? Can you make us feel any better today? Uh, Well, okay. Here's Here's how it ended. All right. On WDTMJ Radio. Well, partner, we won't see each other um, for baseball until Arizona Yeah, next spring. And Lane Grindle and Josh Maurer, great job all season long. Um, wish it could have been another way, but, I mean, you got to give credit where credit is due. And Arizona earned this one tonight with back-to-back wins on the road. Um... But we'll get it 
again together. We'll <laughs> we'll be back with it with sixty to seventy guys in a game next spring out in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Blood, sweat, we'll, and tears all over the we'll scorebook. It'll be great. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll do it again. Um, don't know who we'll be playing next season out there, but we will be back with you once again. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for being Brewer fans, and we'll get together again. Thirty-eight on Wisconsin's morning news because it's one of my favorite musicals. Really, I thought of you as really soon as I heard that this had happened. Unbelievable! So think about this. You know how we hear occasionally from protesters that do some pretty incredible things now, and I don't mean that necessarily positively, but like they do some things that are pretty remarkable, like gluing their hand to a famous piece of work and artwork, chaining themselves to something yes. or, and like we see more and more of that now, oftentimes it's an environmental protest or something like that, but not always. And increasingly they're disrupting things that lots of people are at, right? They're making a ruckus at an event or you mentioned the art or whatever, mm-hmm. um, Gluing their feet to the stadium floor at yep. the U.S. Open tennis tournament. Causing a big right. uh, hullabaloo and it, it causes more issues than anything else. Well, imagine this. Imagine going to see Les Mis at London's West End, enjoying the show. Important when, number here, too. This by the happens. Way. Oh, yeah. The protesters came out. So some Just Stop Oil protesters took to the stage, some of them with banners, some of them just with shirts, all on both sides, flanking the stage there as people started to boo. The music stopped, as you heard there. So multiple choice. What do you think happens next? Does someone tackle the protesters? Perhaps like they do in pro sports. You know, like how the person runs out there. <laughs> yeah, you get a streaker, streaker or something. Yeah. No, they get tackled. Right. Yeah. They get taken down. And then so, the crowd goes wild. You think and these, then the game continues. Were these protesters tackled, no. do you think? Okay. B, do you think the protesters, you know, perhaps maybe started singing their own version of the song? How awesome would that have been? No, <laughs> right? No. We're picking it up right here. Everybody. <laughs> then everyone starts booing. What is the right number for it, right? The songs of angry men speaking out against oppression were rising up. No, it's the no. Whole show. no. No, that, that didn't, didn't happen. happen. They didn't sing. Do you have what actually happened? So what really happened is that the crowd got frustrated and they booed them as they stood up there. So they got booed, they got booed, they shut the curtain down, all the actors left, and they had to cancel the show. Nasty people. And the theater said, like, look, we're all for free expression, yada, yada. But people paid to see this. This is a performance, and we're very disappointed that we had to shut down production tonight. They paid to see a show. Go stand outside when everybody leaves. Here, stop the oil. Don't you find that fascinating, though? Like, just the irony of this? We've talked about that, too. Like, in terms of whether you're really making an impact on people's feelings. I mean, if you're going to, you know, like when we had the freeway protesters where they stand and, and block the freeway because they're angry about something that happened, justified as they may be about that anger, now you're preventing 
you know, some dad who's just trying to go pick up his kids after school yeah. or some mom trying to get somewhere, someone trying to get to a business meeting, somebody trying to go downtown and eat. But what is Les Mis about? Right. Yes. Les Mis is about protest and revolution. And revolution. And people were there romanticizing about the revolution. We're all watching this and then we're booing <laughs> someone who's doing that. <laughs> Oh, you meant actual revolution then? <laughs> nah, I'm not, not comfortable with that at all. No. Oh, bother. I've come to see a show. So five people arrested for it. Obviously, they were prepared for that as well. The show was not was not continued, and of course, they will all get their uh, money back. That's how this story ends, and you don't get to enjoy the protesters <laughs> singing their version. Oh, and also this just in. Big oil has folded. <laughs> There's no more oil. Good job. Man, you make a good point. If when you run onto the field of any sporting event, you can expect to get tackled by several security members. And people love it. <laughs> like, yeah, go get them. If if I was at a Taylor Swift show and I climbed up onto the stage, I would expect to get hit. Why was there no tackling at Les Mis in London right. when protesters jumped on the stage? Uh, because it's a theater. Maybe it's because it's London. That would be most disrespectful. I mean, same rule applies, right? right? Well, take them down. I bet if they were the sitting on a pitch, running on some soccer pitch, they would For have been sure. tackled. And it would be widely applauded. Hmm. I do make an interesting point, don't I? <laughs> That's why we're on this show. Best show ever. Washington Roundup this morning. A lot of stuff to get to, and some of it's serious, and then some of it's just odd. We'll start here for the battle to be the next House Speaker. Republicans, of course, tossed California Congressman Kevin McCarthy from that position earlier this week. Vote could come... As soon as next week, Wednesday, and that's the earliest, right? Because they're in recess. That's the earliest. They're going to discuss it Tuesday night, and then there could be a vote Wednesday. But that doesn't mean we're going to have an actual speaker on Wednesday. Wisconsin Congressman Glenn Grothman was uh, on, what, was Stephen Sandy yesterday? Yeah. And what he he said it he doesn't expect it to be wrapped up quickly. Correct. Like days, he's thinking? Well, he like didn't give a timeline, but he didn't expect it to be done by Wednesday. House Majority Leader Congressman from Louisiana, Steve Scalise, and Ohio's Jim Jordan, uh, Jordan's chair of the House Judiciary Committee, saw him a lot in uh, some of the impeachment stuff, some of the Trump stuff, things like that. Uh, so he's been out there before, uh, both indicating they will run for the job. Meanwhile, some Republicans, they're not done with Congressman Matt Gates, who started this all. Oh, boo all you want! Yeah, that was him on the House floor, and they did. And nobody likes that guy except for like three or four other people that are part of his little mini caucus there. He's the guy who led the ouster of Speaker McCarthy. Moderate House Republicans tell ABC News they're pushing to expel Florida Congressman Matt Gates from the House GOP conference and punish the other Republicans who voted to remove Kevin McCarthy as Speaker. Gates and seven others provided enough votes to force McCarthy out after the now former Speaker worked with Democrats to pass a short-term spending deal last week keeping the government open. ABC's Lionel Moy is reporting there from Washington. So the move here... Oh, boo all you want! Yeah, I got you, Gates. Uh, <laughs> the move here, like, maybe they can freeze them out. And this this small group of people that are on the far right that, that keep blowing things up and disrupt. Um, I don't know. They need their votes, though, is right, the issue. As you saw how this all right. played out, yep. right? Because the, the margin for Republicans is so slim in that majority... 
Man, and, I don't know how you get past this. And there's no expectation that any Democrats would vote I for one of the new speakers just to help make it happen. Well, they could only sit back and, you know, do the Michael Jackson meme of eating the popcorn with a big grin on their face and watching this implosion play out. They can only sit back so long. At some point, it's like if somebody's reaching across the aisle and saying, can you help me get elected so we can do something here, so we can move Congress forward? The ticking clock right now is, again, another government funding bill, which That's needs right. to be passed in yeah. a lot of work being less done than on that two right months. Now. Hmm. So, right, at some point, yeah, I, I grant, grant the, the Democrats this. They can sit back for a while and just go like, this is y'all's mess. Enjoy just sitting here watching. But that's a great strategy, actually, because then someone would have to reach over, and then that's what, I mean, they would have the leverage then, right? Oh, boo all you want! Okay, this to the more bizarre now. You have an embattled Democratic Senator uh, Bob Menendez and his wife now facing new questions. This is all connected to this alleged corruption scheme. Uh, They've been indicted. Menendez, now wife, Nadine, is driving around in a Mercedes. That's actually at one of the centerpieces of the investigation into the pair. Um, Apparently this was like some sort of bribe that was paid to Menendez among others. And now we're learning that vehicle was only obtained to replace the car that Nadine, that she smashed up when she struck and killed a man. ABC's Derek Dennis has a little bit more on that. Officers questioned Nadine and concluded she was not at fault. The deadly incident before Nadine and Senator Menendez were married is alleged to be the foundation for a bribe laid out in a federal indictment against the couple. Nearly half a million dollars and gold bars were allegedly found in their home. The senator says the cash was for emergency use, but he has not explained the gold. (laughs) Okay, well, then there's also the gold. I I mean, who doesn't keep gold bars around? Hey, that's a hot thing right now. I told you, Costco. Got to keep them liquid. Uh, The Biden dog is out. The second time in his two and a half years in office, the first family had to send off a German shepherd because it kept biting people. CNN actually reports this morning that you know the Secret Service, I think the number was 11, right? according to the Secret Service, biting incidents involving Secret Service personnel. CNN says it's actually a lot more than that. That uh, Let me see from the article. CNN said the real number is higher, includes executive resident staff and other White House workers. The bites ranging in severity from one known bite requiring hospital treatment to others getting attention from the White House medical unit to some going unreported and untreated. So this is Commander. Commander's out of the White House. They've not said where he's gone, perhaps to join the Biden's Previous dog. Their right. first German Shepherd, Major, seemed to have a taste for Secret Service personnel as well. He's spending his time in the doghouse back in Delaware. Oh, <laughs> Dave Packer. Wow, that writing. Yeah, taste for Secret Service personnel. According to experts, it's possible Commander is biting Secret Service agents because of their unfriendly expressions. Huh? I don't know why they wouldn't look friendlier. They have such a nice life. All right, welcome aboard. Basically, your job is to stand around in silence until it's your turn to jump in front of a bullet. And don't forget to smile or that dog will bite your nards off. Okay? (laughs) Keep it light. Keep it light. He smells fear. And nards. (laughs) Is that Colbert? Colbert, yeah. All right. I don't like him, but he's pretty funny sometimes. (laughs) So there's that. So no more... I mean, just like, like, let's just not have these. This is a workplace. You know, I know folks get attached to, to you know, dogs are part of the family. I get that. I understand that. But like, this is a workplace with a lot of people in it. It's not a place for, for these biting yeah, dogs. Yeah, these pets. Well, just in general, you wonder how much anxiety is brought to some of these animals that have been there over the years. Yeah. And folks, and folks know you've had, I mean, maybe you've had multiple pets in your family over the years and they all have their own personality. So some, 
can handle the chaos and do things and, yeah, and whatever, yeah. and then some can't, or some can start out that way, but then they grow older and yep. they get a little crabby. All the and, smells and everything that they're right. seeing and stimulated by. everything going on over there. So anyway, both dogs are out. We don't know where Commander is, by the way, but uh, that's what's happening on that front. Who's going to be president? To the presidential race, New Marquette University Law School poll. Interesting way to phrase the question. I'll start with this. Among registered voters, and this is a national poll. So MU also does a lot of statewide polling. This is a national poll on the race for president. Among registered voters, if it were former President Trump versus President Biden in a rematch, it's 51% for former President Trump, 48% for President Biden. That is within the margin of error for the poll. But listen to this. Among those who were asked, are you absolutely certain you're going to vote? Then it's Biden 51 over Trump 49. And more interesting, big swing here. For those who were asked, or for those who claim they're less than certain to vote, like, are you for sure going to vote? Nah, I'm not certain. In that camp, it's 62% for Trump, 37% for Biden. So what's at play there? Probably the... Party affiliation, but just not in love with him anymore. Okay. But not really sure, like, what about how the legal stuff plays out? Could be, yeah. You're not sure you're going to vote because he might be in jail? There are Republicans who won't vote for him again. And then there's that? So, interesting polling there. In in terms of path to victory for President Trump, it would be clearly, if it comes down to it, getting his people out to vote. And then, one more thing here in the Republican presidential primary, still Trump and everyone else. Among registered Republicans and independents, nationwide poll by Marquette University Law School poll, independents who lean Republican, Trump polling at 56%. That's up 16% from spring. Governor of California, uh, sorry, Governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, at 12%. 56 to 12. And then it's former governor, former UN ambassador Nikki Haley at 6, and then the rest after that. Ramaswamy, former VP Mike Pence at 4%, and others in ones and twos so right now still trump versus biden and according to this poll that is anybody's race wtmj forecast is sponsored by dave drake camp heating where your comfort is their family's tradition the cool down is on as well say goodbye to the 80s Today, partly cloudy with a high of 74 degrees and a slight chance of a shower tonight with a low down to 50 right now at 64 in Milwaukee. We'll be back with it with 60 to 70 guys in a game next spring out in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Blood, sweat, we'll, and tears all over the we'll scorebook. It'll be great. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll do it again. Um, don't know who we'll be playing next season out there, but we will be back with you once again. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for Brewer fans, and we'll get together again.